by saying your name? Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks there, Robert. Um, this is Greg Milo. And welcome to Activate the Spot. Um, on today's episode, you'll be introduced to a local politician. You'll be introduced to a uh, local case manager. And they're going to give their uh, insight as to how to activate spots. Spots that perhaps should not be activated in the first place, or even if tried, could never be succeeded in activating those spots. You know what? I remember when I was young, true story, we had a, we had a milkman, and uh, out in the back, there was a little box that sat there, and my mom would put like, like her order. She'd write like, I want this milk, this cheese, ketchup, who knows, cream. And uh, put that on the little write-up. She put that in the box. Milkman would come, look at the slip, and would uh, deliver our milk. Like every Tuesday or something, we'd get some milk. Some writer milk. So I'm thinking, I think it'd be cool if we just set boxes outside our houses, like on the front porch, somewhere. And people could randomly just put stuff in there. doesn't matter. Maybe they just want to put, uh, maybe they want to put some loose change in there maybe they'd like to put their child in there you know it, it doesn't matter but just at an open space for people to deliver something to their neighbors uh, and one day it might be one, one day it might have stuff in it one day uh, it, it might not who knows but the idea is that you're um, giving the idea is that you're exchanging the idea is that you're activating spots, you're activating relationships, and you're the box that you sat on your front porch. Anyway, uh, let's listen to this uh, politician guy. He's got, uh, let's start with him. Yeah, let's do that. Um, just a few buttons here, politician guy. Yeah, who are you? Tell me about yourself. My name is Keith Mundy, and I'm running for Congress, and we're not sure what district it is because hopefully they're going to be redrawn. Who knows, right? Or do you do you know? We don't know. Yeah. Uh, only because the, 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 I do know, I read the newspaper, and it said in the newspaper that the Supreme Court's going to decide how we uh, deal with Ohio and, and a few other states. I read all of them across the nation. I read the New York Times. I read the L.A. Times. I, okay. I, I read them all. What would be the worst question to ask a politician? Where he gets his money. <laughs> okay. I just wanted, wanted to know what question not to ask. No, Wait. you can ask me. So can, you, uh, can you tell me where we are? Like, what's going on right now? There's all this. This Right now, West Market Street is activated out the wazoo. Like, the whole street's closed off. Yes. What's going on? It's a festival. We're having a good time here. So why are you here? I'm here promoting Bernie Sanders. I'm here promoting Vote by Mail. I'm the executive director of Vote by Mail. Uh, we want to try to put that on the ballot in 2022, excuse me, 2020, uh, along with Bernie Sanders and uh, along with myself running for Congress. Yeah. Who's, uh, who's Bernie's running mate this time around? We don't have a running mate yet. I have choices of my own. Who would, uh, yeah, who would you put forward? Um, as of right now, uh, the way the party is, uh, this is going to shock you. 
and probably shock everybody that's listening to me speak. Shock. I think it should be Joe Kennedy. Shock. Only because we need youth and we need somebody who's from the other side. The other side of the Democratic Party. Bernie has no wealth. I mean, in age. Okay. (laughs) You know, a million dollars is not being wealthy. Uh, But no, I think that with uh, Joe Kennedy, it's going to allow the party to uh, feel a little more comfortable with the ticket. Uh, You have to understand that right now the party's divided. Yeah. And how would you, if, if, if I don't mind, you're your take on this festival so far? Well, back in 77, uh, myself and three other people in, in, our, in our house when we used to live on Jefferson over here, we uh, came up with an idea of having a festival. We called it the Highland Square Festival. Shock. It was the very first one. Shock. Are you serious? I'm very Shock. serious. I was three years old. Yeah, well, I wasn't. Shock. I'm 70 this year. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Do you congratulate people for being a certain age? I don't know. Or do you say? Well, if, if, if what it is, if you've survived, it's a good job. Yeah. yeah you know. You know. Yeah, and then. Well, I think you should put that on your resume. Uh, no. No. Uh, on my resume, it says not the rich guy. Okay. <laughs> I noticed on your hat. So you have a Monday for Congress hat on, and there's a bird. That's because I'm a progressive. That's right now. Like I said, the Democratic Party is divided. Uh, it's divided in those people who sometimes I have to say the Republican light shock uh, versus those of us who are progressives uh, not necessarily liberals uh, but we're here for the people first you know what so I'm a history teacher you know what uh, section of US history my students hate to learn the most about tell me the progressive era and why is that I think they just they just don't understand what that even means or reforms mean or why it would be necessary for people to kind of take ownership of their you know their work and I think I think an awful lot of young people don't know how it really was I I know that I heard stories from my grandparents and of course from my parents how bad it really was I had over 200 members of my family that lived in this area and worked for the rubber shops. Uh, my grandfather was one of the people who started the Rubber Workers Union. So yeah, I, uh, I'm i entrenched uh, with uh, history here uh, in Akron especially. Speaking of trenches, one part of history my students do like is World War One because they get psyched about war. You know, we that was supposed to be the last war, you know. <laughs> And, and there's oh, and there's never been oh, and, and and my whole life uh, has been nothing but war. Yeah. Uh, we're constantly uh, having to finance this war, that war, and uh, the industrial, uh, the military industrial you complex. Know, I do like. Tell me. Star Wars. Shock. I appreciate your time. Thank Real you. good. And what was your name? Oh, I'm, I'm Greg Milo, but everybody everybody knows that, right? And my name's Keith Mundy, and people used to know me as straight shooter here in town. Oh, definitely not a straight shooter on this side. But thanks for thanks for, thanks for for talking with me. I bumped into uh, the politician, Mr. Mundy, as I was at the uh, this festival in Akron. It was the Summit Stage Fest. Totally just bumped into it. All these 
There's stages all over the place with music and performances and little kiosks and tables set up for people to sell stuff and um, excite people about activating the western part of Akron. Not quite West Akron, but western part of Akron. Anyway, I'm there and then I uh, start walking around and I bump into a former colleague of mine who I feel would have some really great insight about activating spaces and from a different perspective, like not activating yep. spaces maybe physically, yep. acting, activating spaces mentally, right. like activating the mind. Yeah. How do you activate let's get to the interview. brains? Right. How do just, you get those things? You know, I'm a, I'm a teacher. Let's get to the interview. Do it, man. And I just won't bore you anymore with that. I'm, I'm here at Summit Stage Fest. I think I got that name right. In fact, just to my right is Zone D. Mm -hmm. in, in front of me, if you look down this alleyway, you can see some of the, the fest going on. There's like tents set up. I mean, they've activated West Market Street to the point where they've closed off the entire street so that people can walk up and down and get like cotton candy and like um, bracelets and talk to politicians. So, uh, so I'm about, I don't know, I'm a hundred feet away from there behind a building, a little bit of trash to my right, but right in front of me is this great kind of brown, dirty space with in, in the grass with a green box next to it. I think this would be an ideal spot to activate. It's behind buildings, you can't see it. It's away from anything else. Not even the animals come here, I don't think. And I think what we can build off of is pressed within this dirty space. I mean, it's this patch of dirt in the grass. Pressed within it is a red stripe bottle cap. I think that's where I'd like to get things started. So in order to help me with, in order to help me with some of this activation, I've asked uh, uh, Jen Wallace to to come on the show and talk a little bit about how she uh, interprets activating <laughs> spaces. So yeah, if you don't mind, uh, Ms. Wallace, can you uh, tell us a little bit about? Well, Jen, please. Jen. Jen. Um, the space you're speaking of, I particularly, if I was to activate it, uh -huh. I know I've been recently watching some um, videos on Facebook about the homeless Tent City. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. And By the way, that, I think that applause was for you. I, it was a little late. Thank you. I appreciate in. it. Mm -hmm. They know who's talking. Um, but it, it was it was odd to me to see that a lot of the homeless now are protesting in the public city parks. Is that, that true? Yeah. Okay. Which belong to the public. So this little green uh, space that you're speaking of yeah. with the dirt and the little bottle cap, that's a symbol, I think. Um, this would be a great place for someone to park their tent. Let's Maybe. activate that right. for some tents for the homeless people. Okay, that's a good step in the, that's a good step in the direction. Nobody can see it. It's, you're right. It's it's nobody can see it. too much of a nuisance. It's away from the elements because you got some walls here. Yeah. Um, it's a hundred and some feet away from the actual street. And you could, along this little alleyway you could put like porta pots. Porty potties. Porties. <laughs> right. That's what porties. Porties? Porties. 
Yeah. I'm gonna name my next dog Porty. <laughs> Come here, Porty. So in so in relation to kind of people who are maybe impoverished, you were yeah. talking about the homeless. Yeah. That connects a little bit to uh, what you do. Yes, I yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am a I'm a case manager, employment specialist, and it's my job to help those who are in poverty become successful out of poverty. Nice. So you actually activate lives. I try. Mm-hmm. There's a little red button on my desk. Yeah. And that's what does it? All of a sudden. <laughs> How do you determine who gets activated and who doesn't get um, activated? Really, it's about work, honestly. Uh, sometimes the situations are all the same, but uh, it really matters on the amount of work that that person who is impoverished is going to delegate to it. I can only hmm. do so much. Okay. Um, so, you know, if they're willing to put in the work, I'm willing to put in the work, and we can go as far as, you know, the world sends us. Yeah. How about, give, us a, give us an example of you uh, helping to activate someone's life. <sighs> he giggles gently. <laughs> um, okay, for example, uh, right now I have a, I have a client, uh, and I'm not talking about anybody specific, this is just an example, so that if you hear this, don't think I'm talking about you. <laughs> um, that, you know, they, they don't have a high school diploma. Okay. They have children. Um, okay. Everywhere they go, they have to ride the bus, but they don't have a job, so they can't afford the 250 to get on the get bus. On. Yep. yep, to job search. You and know, they, they can't get to a job because the bus may to... be. Oh yeah, bus. Don't get... Metro. I love you, but don't talk. Get me started on that. I mean, the hours the buses run. Uh, so yeah. you know, if you have a single individual who really doesn't have family support, really doesn't have uh, education, might have some background and they can't find a job, and they have children, um, living in government housing, these are all barriers to this person that have to be eliminated before they can even begin to mm-hmm. walk into some type of success. You're talking about eliminating the barriers, the not, barriers the, not the person. Not the person. Nope, wouldn't want to do that. Wouldn't want to. <clears throat> no, yeah, the barriers, the barriers. I mean, the barriers, transportation, no education, background, employers not wanting to hire, second chances. It, it all becomes um, a, a big cesspool for that person in order to accomplish what their goals are. Right. So what are some uh, strategies you have to activate that person? If I tell you, I have to kill you. No. (laughs) Um, Well, the biggest strategy for me is really having partnerships, having uh, Uh conversations, collaborations, so that way when that person needs something done specifically, I am available um, and have the outlets to make something happen for that person that they really aren't aware of. A lot of people don't know that this organization does that or this place, you know, helps with this. So it's my job to stay on, on point with that so that I can put that in their face and assist them with that service. Mm-hmm. What do you say to the, we got a couple of cops coming to oh, us. What do, you say to, what do you say to the people who are like, well, they deserve it. They're just lazy. I, I, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. Some yeah. people are lazy and sure. they deserve it. Um, I'm, a, I'm a person who believes in um, circumstances and, and responsibility and accountability. And I've, I've been in poverty. I'm still in poverty, um, you know, to a degree. But I feel like uh, the biggest thing that helped me change was taking responsibility and accountability for my actions. Mm-hmm. And once I did that, I started recognizing that the consequences that were taking place were all because of my decisions. Hmm. So once I started making better decisions, better consequences started arising. So no matter what life brings you, you have good and bad consequences. Mm -hmm. So if you, uh, you know, if if you're living to a certain degree that, 
you're just really unhappy and you can't get anything done, are you getting up in the morning and, you know, making phone calls? Are you, do you have your kids on a routine so that they're not staying up all night? Like, right. these are simple things that people can do to change some of the direction their life is going. And I think that's where you come in for some people who kind of need that either moral support or just support in general oh, yeah. or just like a kick in the butt. I'm going to kick you in the butt. <laughs> they just, the, the fact that they know that they have someone who's be, who's got their back. Oh, yeah. And, That's and, a huge part of and it. And plus they know that I've been there. I, I tell my story to anybody who's willing to listen. I'm not ashamed of it. Um, and once you become ashamed of your story, you can't really benefit, you can't really give it to anybody else so that they'll benefit from it. So when people mm-hmm. hear that, you know, I lived in the projects for years and raised my kids when I was homeless and I didn't have a job and I struggled and I've, I've been on food stamps and all this other good stuff, they can relate to that and they can look at me and when I say, hey, get your life. Like, I'm mm-hmm. trying to explain something to you and you're not listening. They can take a step back sometimes and really appreciate that I'm being honest enough with them and I'm yeah. really there trying to help, not mm-hmm. just tell them what they're supposed to do so that I can get my paycheck and leave. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah. Are there people, so knowing, is it, I don't know, is there anybody who ever comes up to you and is like, uh, well, I did it, why can't they? And, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that don't really quite get, yeah, yeah. like, why uh, you exist uh-huh. even, or I don't know. Well, there's a, I, uh, you're trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> oh, okay, well. Um, well, I hear, you know, I tell you what, I hear that mostly from people who are successful. Yeah. And who have never really struggled. Uh-huh. That's where right. I hear that from. Mm-hmm. That's why I think we need more spaces. We need to activate more spaces where the point is that you go there to struggle. <laughs> like if we activated this space that we're talking about right here behind, it's behind the Highland Square Library, behind the bar that I can't think of the name of. Yeah, the new one. The new bar. The brand new you, one that you, was across the street that they rebuilt for right here. You always want to put a bar <laughs> next to a library. Absolutely. I think. I think that's the only way to get through some of those books. That's the only way. Um, yeah, especially the periodicals. Anyway, <laughs> if there's a space here, like you pay, maybe it's free. Maybe it's free to come struggle. Uh, maybe you lose weight probably because you're there for a few days and you're don't trying to, eat. you don't eat yeah. and you just... It's kind of like a timeout in kindergarten. Yeah. Only this. Of life. Sure. Come here and struggle. Yeah. And then you can talk to Jen about yeah. how people can get out of poverty. Now, are you, are you speaking of people who like to activate spaces? Maybe they can use this as an opportunity to come here and struggle a little bit and, you, uh, and, think, and get an understanding? Because that's where my mind is going. <laughs> do you think we don't activate enough spaces um, for people who are absolutely struggling? Absolutely not. No, I think we activate a lot of spaces for people who are already in the position to, um, to, to participate in those spaces. Yeah. Just like today. You know, it's, it's a fantastic thing to have people on the street selling their products that they're homemade, and uh-huh. that's, that's beautiful, but where's the opportunity for people who can't afford it or get down mm-hmm. here or participate in it? And we really don't think about those people. We think about making money from the people who already have jobs, who already own homes, who mm-hmm. already have vehicles, and let's sell them $42 handmade bracelets. Yeah, yeah. You know, when that, when for me, I, my my theory would be let's let's start focusing on the people who can't eat today and let's try and get Excuse them me. jobs. It's okay. <laughs> it's this whole back area back here. But, you know, once you focus on people who need jobs and you start getting them yeah. employment, guess how much money you now have coming back into your community so yeah. that you can mm-hmm. activate yeah. more spaces, yeah, yeah. right? So, Is there a... 
can you think of a space? Um, I mean, you mentioned you lived in the projects. You said Rosemary, twelve years. Yeah, Rosemary. Is there? How could you activate a space near there that might elevate people's, I don't know, motivation or inspiration? Um, or? I, I think first of all, I would, I would, for me, I would work on safety. It's okay. a very dangerous neighborhood. Um, we had many murders there last uh, summer, and really, going to prey on. Yeah, it was horrible last year. Um, so I would work on safety there. Um, as I'm working on safety, I would also work on the structure of um, the ownership of the, the buildings. Whoever owns that area, that space, I, I personally know from some of the clients that I've had to help that right. um, there, there's no, the ownership there is non-existent. So yeah. there's no one there to maintain the homes. There's no one there to brighten up the area, the spaces. There's no play spaces for these children. And, and on top of that, it's not safe for them to go out and play. So yeah. I would start with safety and, and really holding management accountable. And then I would work on the government system of um, the pay structure. It's owned by HUD. It's uh -huh. for low-income housing, people who don't have jobs or are underemployed. And yeah. I would start looking at... Um, how that works. I know when I lived there, I worked at Time Warner, and every time I got a 40 cent raise, they would raise my rent. So it never gave me an opportunity oh. to save. It never gave me an opportunity to get get on my feet better. And then I would still qualify for food stamps, but then they would lower my food stamps because I got 40 cents an hour. Like, that don't make sense to me. So how do you expect that, somebody to get up? That's a catch-22 if I've ever heard one. I really thought you were going to say every time I got a 40s. <laughs> well, that's a whole other story for a different <laughs> podcast. Yeah. No, but that's yeah, that's that doesn't it, that doesn't work. It's that's counterproductive what, to what yeah. you're telling the world you're trying to do, and you're you're yeah. really not doing it. And when you talk about safety, what does safety look like to you? Um, like a helicopter flying overhead, like God, what's, they, they've what's already safety? got that safety. Yeah. Um, safety, I, you know, to be honest, this that's a big. Uh, I would say that's a big conversation to have, and, and on the spot with the blue in my face, I don't know if I have like the, um, I don't know if I have the the, the theories on it directly, but mm -hmm. you know, first of all, having patrol, I know they have yeah. security guards there, mm -hmm. right? But security guards can only do so much, and the pay that they make, they're only going to do so much. Uh -huh. right. So let's have, um, you know, the police come through on a regular basis. Let's make sure that um, staff that work there are are participating with some of the residents to make sure that women are not being abused and uh -huh. the men are coming back into the house, or vice versa, the men are being abused and yeah. the women are coming back into the house. But um, another young lady that I have, you know, she has a similar situation like that in um, a housing complex, and she's so frightened to explain to management that this man keeps coming back and forth in her house, and she can't really control that because she's afraid of him, yeah. that she'll get kicked out. So th to me, that doesn't make sense that I can't go to my landlord and say, listen, I know my personal situation don't really have anything to do with you, but this guy's whooping on me and yeah. he's threatening to kill me. I don't know how many times. And every time he comes, I feel like I got to let him let him in because if he keeps banging, y'all go kick me out yeah, right. and call the pop out. <laughs> so, you know, well, there's no landlord to that you could reach out to, is there? Well, it, it, where she is, yeah, but at the Rosemary, no, there's there's management. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, there's one person sitting in the office and that's on her shoulder at this point And... You know, at a certain point, people are human. They're going to give up. They can't. Mm -hmm. They can only handle so much. So, mm. yeah, safety. Yeah, I would start with at least making your, your tenants comfortable and letting them know that every situation does, is not a threat of being removed and homeless and living yeah. in a tent behind the Highland Square Library. <laughs> so that's one, yeah, that yeah. would be one way to activate. Activate that. Activate the peeps. Yeah.
a sign of bills. Part of my podcast is about, so we've talked about activating spaces. Mm -hmm. Part of my uh, podcast is about deactivating spaces. Yeah. Like, uh, don't give me all. We're going to talk about that? No (laughs) more. Well, yeah, I'm going to, what would be a spot, maybe the spot or a spot um, that you would like to see actually deactivated? Damn. Um, I think he's trying to get me in trouble, y'all. Listen. (laughs) There is a space downtown that they created. It's like a little mini park. Um, once they closed off 59, which they're now piling with exactly dirt. I know exactly where you're talking about. You get, you yep. do you? Now you're going to get me in trouble. Oh, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I, I, my personal feeling on uh-huh. that was that it was useless to create that space. Uh-huh. Um, because once again, it is a motivation to bring people downtown who are already able to come downtown. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, and so, you know, when you, have, when you have people in poverty and they're struggling to just uh, find a job, their motivation is not to, let's hit downtown and take the babies to the park down there. Uh-huh. That's not their motivation. So again, when I look at spaces like that, I look at the fact that um, whoever is trying to bring people in who are already able to come in. Where would you, if this is the thing, where would you move that? park um i don't know if i would move it (laughs) i would i would probably you know i'm i'm very frugal and if stuff doesn't work for me i want to take it back and get my money Mm. so i would be like um y'all probably shouldn't have put that there Mm. and use those funds somewhere else Mm -hmm. so it's you know it's after the fact now but uh you know to move it in my mind would cost more money so why would we move it and create it somewhere else how about put that money into something different like maybe i don't know um, developing a reading programs into the housing projects so that kids can All come right. downstairs and maybe be watched for four to five hours and learn how to read, do their ABCs while mom and dad sit with somebody to try and get their life together. Does that exist? I think it, I think the I Promise School does something like that, yeah. maybe. But that's like one yeah. small population, right? Yeah. I Promise. Oh, yeah. And there's, re- you know, just like anything, there's requirements for that. You know, children have to be a couple of grades behind. And, you know, so it, a lot of times I see the requirements always factor into um, people who are doing okay, right, that they can handle these things. So, yeah, you qualify for help, but what about the people who are not doing okay and don't qualify for mm-hmm. those things? Where, where do we help them at? This like, is where the Jen Wallace program you know, comes in. I'm trying to get there. I mean, like me, I'm a... I, I'm a, I, 40 hours a day, a week, you know, I, I work a full-time job, and I, I manage money pretty good, but I'm still, there's times when I need help, and mm-hmm. I, they tell me you're $23 over the limit. Have you heard that before? Yeah, I, I applied for uh, I applied for assistance for daycare. You need to deactivate that person on the I'm, phone. No, it's not their okay. fault. Oh, oh, oh. It's the it's policies a... and procedures. <laughs> Where's Montoya Boykin when you need her? <laughs> The policies and procedures. Um, yeah, I was just recently told that um, because I'm $23 over the income guidelines, I now have to fork out over $1,000 a month for daycare. Oh. Yeah. Child. So that's how our system activates something there. So you're going to go to your Milo. boss and be like, could you uh, decrease my paycheck by 23 bucks? Yeah. I would never do that. No, no, no. Um, here's what I'm thinking to, get, to change subjects so I don't get anybody in trouble. <laughs> 
where, where we're sitting right now, there's a lot of uh, cigarette butts. Yeah, a lot. And uh, some, uh, like, Swissers. What are those called? What are the, the cigar little plastic caps called? Um, they just look like cigar tips to me. Oh, is that what it's called? That's, okay. Yep, that's what we're going to go with. No, no, those are. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what those are. Oh. I see some sewer drains. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you think those cigar butts come from the, <laughs> an overflow of the gutters? Because that's kind of what it is. They're just placed, like, right underneath. <laughs> like, instead of leaves in the gutters, well, they just have cigar butts. My personal opinion is I think this is a deactivated space. This is definitely deactivated. And um, Even the broom is on the yeah, it, sitting up. It it's, gave up. It says there's no point in this anymore. So with this being a deactivated space, it's not monitored, it's not washed, it's not kept clean by the city, it's not... Uh, you know, appreciated, so people are probably just throwing their butts out. But, so, yep. After they That's use of one buzz. of these de deactivated yeah, Let's spaces. go watch the kids dance and sing and then toss their <laughs> cigarette butts. Don't come butts. over here and smoke a cigarette, because we're not allowed to smoke over there. Right, we well, can, we can sm smoke over here in this deactivated space. <laughs> ah, oh. you can smoke in deactivated spaces. Yes. You cannot smoke in activated Hallelujah. spaces. Hallelujah, you done caught the, caught the line up. Mm, That's what happened to Joe Camel. He got deactivated. They don't sell those no more? Well, there's camel cigarettes, but <laughs> Joe the camel guy, yeah, he's, 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 he's done. Deactivated. Deactivated. Hashtag deactivated. <laughs> Anyway, so there's, I guess we better get back to this big festival that's going on on Market Street to where the activated world is so we can get a better idea of how to activate. I didn't even know this was going on. I didn't either. And that's another issue with activated spaces. Yeah. They activate so much, but they they forget to tell people that it's hmm. activated. Or at least tell us deactivated Com people. <laughs> they don't tell us deactivated people yeah, how do that you get they're the word out to activating a space. How do you get the the word out about activated spaces to deactivated people. They, they pass it through literature that deactivated people don't even know about. <laughs> I mean, literally, like I go in the, the mustard seed and what is that, what is that little? The devil strip. The devil strip. Yeah. But how many poor people go into the mustard seed <laughs> to get the devil strip? What's a good, uh, what would be a better place? Or not a better place, but what would be another place that? Hanging in their buildings, mail it out to people. I mean, Put it on a sign in their area or their neighborhood. Um, dole it out to all the organizations that are in that vicinity so that those people know about it so that they can spread the word. But, uh, I wonder if there's a devil strip in the Summit Lake Community Center like or there? the Reach Center. I don't yeah. know. Is there? I don't know. Maybe. But I don't know. I'll start taking some over. Yeah. There might be. I, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, I better let you get back to your... My party? Your party. My party. I'm but going I, to get a tire changed. Oh, that's always fun. Yeah. And because I'm poor, I have to get a used tire Are you serious? before I can buy a new tire because I just spent $400 on all the new tires. Oh, man. And I ran over a wrench. Was there a person connected to that wrench? Unfortunately. <laughs> I want to know who not. left that wrench oh, out in the street. <laughs> you want to run that person I over. mean, ran over a wrench, uh, like a two-inch wrench. Hole right in the side of this the is what I found. I found out uh, working with you long ago oh, is that you know a lot more this, about tools than I do. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I tried to teach him something, but he was like, No, I'm just gonna drink my coffee and read this book. <laughs> trying to activate the mind, trying to Jen. activate the mind, trying to activate, but you know what? My um, hands don't work. I want to say that I learned a lot from you just just on the health, uh, the healthy eating. Oh yeah. 
kick. Yeah, so I think one of my agendas over the next year or two is to really try to um, educate myself more on eating healthy mm -hmm. and learning how to uh, do that on a budget with food stamps mm -hmm. and, you know, going to, you know, grocery stores that don't offer good See, that'd be a good food. podcast. We yeah. Need to put that together. I'm going to have you do that. That's your yeah. technique. Oh, okay. That's your skill. I'm the one who says fight the power, uh -huh. and you're the one who broadcasts fight the power. Oh. And you're... fight the power. Uh-huh. Because I'm such a fight the power personality. You got it in you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got it in you. All right. Well, right. I appreciate you coming out and speaking with me. Anytime. You didn't have to do that. I love you, Greg. Thanks. I love you, too, you're Jen. You're my bro. Yeah. You're my bro. <laughs> Sis. <laughs>